0: This week's episode is brought to you in part by an anonymous donation on behalf of Head & Hands. Head & Hands is a clinic in my neighborhood of NDG that's provided legal, medical, and social services to young people since the 1970s. Their goal is to provide preventative, inclusive, non-judgmental, and holistic resources for youth in Montreal to help the community at large. You can learn everything about what they're doing at headandhands.ca. And there's a link in the description of this episode for ease of access. This episode of the Upper Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Launched in Kelowna, B.C., and now expanding to Montreal, Whiskey Lane is on a mission to share their obsession with quality food and drinks with growing audiences by keeping the best local flavors on their minds and on their tongues. No matter what your business needs to grow, Whiskey Lane knows how to make it happen. Whiskey Lane, bringing long lines to the producers of specialty food and drinks. Go to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without a knee, you understand. It just takes a little time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatnay, and you're listening to episode 316 of Up for Discussion, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Look, everybody loves watching cooking competition shows, seeing professional chefs go head-to-head using limited ingredients with intense challenges and set amounts of time, watching them whip up brilliant dishes under pressure. But what if a culinary competition show eliminated the chefs? What if we pitted the foods themselves against each other round after round to determine the best food of the year? This is that competition. This is Munch Madness. Before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important to remember that the lands we occupy are not our own and to engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. So I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities thereof. If you don't know whose land you live on, a really useful resource for that is native-land.ca. That's nativelandca thats native landca Uh, you can really just put in, you know, where you live and it will tell you. And that is a really good way to find out, you know, who the land you live on really belongs to and ways that you can, you know, get in touch with them and find out ways to give back and ways to move forward. All right. So today's first round matchups are between fourth seed sandwiches and 13th seed soup and fifth seed cheese and 12th seed sushi. Now, last year, sandwiches made it to the semifinals. But can they hold their own and survive the first round against their longtime lunch partner soup? And will the extremely broad category of cheese be able to take down everyone's favorite all-you-can-eat lunch special, sushi? I know exactly who I would vote for if it were up to me, but it's not. Like, at all. I have no say in any of this. I am just here to run the show. Every week here on Munch Madness, I call up two guest judges to defend their favorites. If we get a tie, I call up a third surprise judge to break that tie. Alright, without further ado, let's get into it. Alright, so the first person coming up today as a judge on this episode of Up for Discussion Munch Madness, you know him, you love him, it's Julian McKenzie, hey. you might know him as one of the co-hosts of the Waterboys podcast, or you might know him as one of the co-hosts of the Scrum podcast, which just aired its 100th episode, which, uh, spoilers, I was on for a couple of minutes, so you can go check that out if you want, if you're into sports, if you're into wonderful media analysis, I cannot recommend Julian highly enough, and also you should follow him on Twitter at JK if you're into those things, because he is a delight. And he is here today to help us vote on the next two matchups in our first round. Hi, Julian. Tomothy, how you doing? I am all right. I'm tired. I'm eternally <laughs> tired and stressed, but that is the life of a parent of a toddler. How are you doing? I, I, I'm okay. I, I wish I could give you a hug. Is that
1: <laughs> kind of... I don't think that's off-putting to, to say off-top. I, I wish I would just give you a hug. I feel we've been long overdue for yeah. uh, some in-person bonding and, you know, just talking and hugging
0: it's true you are one of the few people outside of my household who i have hugged in the past year when you came by for a mm. barbecue last summer and we were like you know what fuck yeah. it
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were safe though we were safe we, we were safe warm- i I I, yeah. I I had my mask yeah I, I should have had my mask at that day at yeah least.
0: We were we were good. We were we were well behaved. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're long we're overdue fine now at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's get into it today. Obviously, you are here to vote on rounds three and four or matchups three and four of the first round. It's hard to talk about tournament brackets, man. I don't know how you do this with real sports. Here's but... <laughs> what I want to know.
1: So so you have it named Munch Madness, yep. and obviously we're we're in March, and I, my brain is trying to. Here's my thing about March Madness, right? Uh, Just a small tangent here. I'm talking college basketball here. Right. Like I see people debate it all the time. Be like, man, this team's going to win. This team's going to win. This team could do this. This team could do that. I can't think of a sporting event where pre-tournament analysis is more more useless. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because you could just be like a high seed that has had a great season, and you could lose to like Lehigh in like the first round. So like it's nothing for me to to talk about you know whether Duke is going to be good or I'm just I just hope Syracuse does well. So at least for much madness like with food, I mean, I guess there's this obviously there's the same bracket concept here, but like I, I wonder like you know just, I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think I don't think you're going to see a situation where like French fries loses like the first round to like toaster strudel or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like that. Like like it, it's a bit more clear cut clear-cut than that. I don't know, man. We, we we'll see, we'll see. Cause last year we had a couple of
0: upsets. Like you never know. I so I the way that I'm doing it this year is that I'm having judges phone in one at a time so they don't hear each other's answers, and I'm also not telling okay. them anything about where my leanings are or anything about what the other okay. people are voting for. And uh you never know if like an episode with cheese, for instance, which is one of the ones that is on the table today, like I don't know offhand if you and my other guest both happen to be lactose intolerant, you might both vote against it right or on the flip side i don't know offhand if you and my other guests both hate sushi and might vote against it like there's really no with food it's such a taste-based thing that sure there are things that might like seem like they'll be the winners but you never know with any two given people so i'm excited i guess
1: that's fair i guess that's fair (laughs) i'm I'm excited to to let my takes be known as well
0: <laughs> well let's get into it so the first matchup today the third matchup in our first round of the Munch Madness bracket is between fourth seed sandwiches and 13th seed soup now sandwiches was one of the semi-finalists in last year's competition and uh, lost out to I cannot remember if it was pasta or garlic but either way it made it to the semi-finals uh, will it survive today against soup one of the vodin nominations in the 13th seed Julian which one do you think deserves wow. the win and why
1: here's why i mean i'm going off a of personal preference here i think sandwiches is a really strong team i think you could pretty much have anything with a sandwich you could literally have two pieces of bread together and have you know lettuce uh turkey uh bacon uh tomato a blt if you want you can cut it in corners you can pretty much do a lot of different things with sandwiches and tuna as well tuna sandwiches tuna melts if that's what you are into you can. Go to Subway and have you know a foot long if you so choose. You can go to Dagwoods as well. There's so much variety you can have with sandwiches, and they're so versatile. You can, I mean, how many people do you know say that they don't like sandwiches? You know what I'm saying? Like right. you could say like I don't like this type of sandwich, but like you know this sandwich, I, I I'll eat this sandwich. That's fine. Like like I think sandwiches are such a versatile. Uh, food. You could literally have them at any point in the day. You can have breakfast sandwiches. You can have lunch sandwiches. You can have midnight snipe sandwiches. I think in this tournament, like, like, I don't know the full bracket. I don't know where all the other foods are going in. But I think sandwiches is, like, if this was a team, if we were talking, like, actual teams, we'd describe this as a team that, you know, is able to kind of mold to any opponent they play. Like, if they go up against, like, you know a really good team they could find a way to defend them really well if they're at a position where they have to score they'll be able to do that i liken sandwiches as a similar type of pick so i'm going to take them as the fourth seed over soup sure
0: sounds good to me i uh, i think i agree with you that like sandwiches feels like it has a lot of like staying power because you're right that like most things if you get real creative with it you could put them on a sandwich i will say that yeah. might be true of soup too but you know mm-hmm. it, we'll see So you've cast your vote for sandwiches. Wonderful. Now let's get into our other round or our other matchup rather for today's bracket. God, all of this language. One day I will get good at this. But in the meantime,
1: (laughs) me me, me too, Tom. Me too.
0: (laughs) It's just confusing to me that it's like rounds and also matches. And also anyway, the the next matchup we got today is our fifth seed cheese and our 12th seed sushi.
1: Julian, what are you doing? (sighs) Wow, this is my upset pick. I'm taking sushi. I yeah interesting here's the, thing. here's the thing I understand I, I know I said what I said about sandwiches and the versatility uh cheese is something that you know can can go in anything sandwiches um just any type of food you're making. I made chicken parmesan the other day with you know cheese, obviously, but I think sushi should not be discounted i think sushi brings a lot to the table obviously you can have different types of sushi uh obviously it depends on the different places that you could go to get that sushi i don't know if you want to necessarily just get it anywhere because you might get sick but sushi is good sushi is very very good you add a little wasabi there it's it you're going to get some heat in there as well this is a team that I look at them as a, a team when they get hot when, you know, they start shooting from distance and I think I liken Sushi as like a, a high volume shooting team that if they catch fire you better be careful. I think Sushi has a 13th seed. Did you say what seed are they? They're twelve seed? 12th seed, yeah. They're 12th seed. I think Sushi as a 12th seed, is a dark horse and I give them the benefit of the doubt, Oat oh, for cheese and I hear Some people might disagree with me but I think Sushi definitely should win out in this round love that i think that's really exciting i uh i mean yeah. think about, it. I mean, think about yeah. it like if you're going out somewhere you know you want to have some mess nice, would you rather go out and be like hey hey sir you want to just give me like a craft single or some <laughs> sushi
0: <laughs> i mean if the choice was between a craft single and sushi then yes i would pick the sushi you
1: yeah, know like anything else right like would you rather like a block of mozzarella or sushi
0: I'm so torn because so now that you've told me what your votes are, I can talk about what my vote would have been. And my vote would have been for cheese just on the versatility of cheese. Uh, But I think you're absolutely right that like going out to sushi, getting sushi is such an exciting thing. And it's something that like I've been really missing during the pandemic because takeout sushi is just not really the same as like sitting down at a table with a bunch of friends and ordering way too much and like getting to that point in the evening where there's still like eight rolls left and everybody is full and you're like looking around going who here can handle this who's gonna take the bullet for us and feel bad tonight and like i don't get to
1: do that at home you know (laughs) didn't we have that exact situation happen i think we did i think we did we've gone out for sushi before i don't know if it went to that specific moment but we've gone out for sushi before
0: yeah that's it and like i think that the like shared experience of sushi is a wonderful thing i i would have voted for cheese myself were i able to have a vote in this tournament um (laughs) but i uh i think that's only because like when i'm doing my own cooking at home i really love to incorporate cheese into things but honestly Mm -hmm. like sushi is such a great pick and i think you're right that like even though it is a low seed like i i could see it going really far in this year's
1: tournament I'm telling you, this, this might be the dark horse. As we say in, in actual March Madness, uh, there was a school in 2006, uh, which I think, funny enough, if I double-check, I think was also a 12 seed named George Mason that went all the way to the Final Four and surprised everybody. I mean, maybe it's a bit of a bold statement to say, what if Sushi could become this year's George Mason and end up in the Final Four just off of its, you know, just the fact that it's Sushi. I mean, come yeah. on, like... I get it might be divisive with some people, but I think sushi deserves to to give itself a chance to go far. And I think it should be cheese. Sure.
0: Hey, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm uh, I'm excited to see how this one shakes out. So Julian, you have voted for sandwiches and sushi. Um, I'm curious what you think, because uh, so the way that our tournament bracket is laid out, these two will now be up against each other, Uh, assuming they both win, obviously. We don't know what the other votes are going to look like today. But assuming these both win, they would be going up against each other in the corner final quarterfinal even Ooh, <laughs> what would you that's tough. yeah right between sandwiches and sushi what do you think you want to make a draft prediction or whatever you want to call it <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh then i'm picking sushi then uh i think say, as, as cool as sandwiches are like i'm I'm angling for sushi more than sandwiches like that's that's just it man and, and maybe I'm, I'm accounting for the takeout thing maybe i'm accounting more for the fun thing because like sushis i mean uh sandwiches are uh, like i mentioned they're versatile but like you can have them anywhere but that's it you can just have them like anytime sushi's a bit more fun so like i think i'm telling you sushi sushi will do it sandwiches like i mentioned before they can go up against anybody and they can give themselves a chance but i think sushi would be able to get the it's one of those things where even if it's a lower seed, it has a chance of getting the upper hand.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I'm really interested to see how it goes. For the record with the seeding for this year's tournament, like the the ones in first, second, third, and fourth are the champion, runner up and semifinalists. So like, okay. you know, that seeding was like determined for me already by last year's tournament. But the rest are all just ones that got voted in by the survey that I put out before the uh The tournament started so based on how many people voted for them individually um so sushi being 12th seed doesn't necessarily mean that it's like low as much as it means that it's just slightly less popular than cheese
1: okay so it's kind of like how um maybe this isn't the best comparison but like sometimes you'll see in march madness where a team will be seeded like 12 or whatever. But then if you like really look at their regular season record, they did some things that were good. They have a really good defense and maybe they just had like a string of games where they didn't go well. And, and then it kind of put them in that position anyway. So like this team's a 12 seed, but in reality when you consider all the different things going on, they should really be like an eight seed. You know what I'm saying? And like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Hey, Well, and I think that I think that's worth remembering here is that like, we didn't get like hundreds of 1000s of votes, right? We got, I think there were maybe 20 people who filled out the survey beforehand. So, you know, the difference in number of votes between fifth seed cheese, which was the most voted for and 16th seed bread, which was the least voted for is like, maybe like four or five votes. So mm-hmm. the difference between fifth seed cheese and 12th seed sushi, like I would have to go back and check to to know this for sure. I think it was like two or three. Like it really wasn't huge.
1: It's not that far off. And I, I'm willing to bet those people probably voted for those things up top because of how reliable those foods are. And not to say that, uh, you know, soup. Then again, I mean... Like, if sushi was, like, a number one seed, I would be like, whoa, okay, like, I like sushi. I don't think it's that high. Right? Sure. But, like, a lot of people like bread. A lot of people like cheese. A lot of people like sandwiches. Those yeah. are really common place things that you can't necessarily go wrong with. And even if you don't like a particular type of sandwich, there's another type of sandwich you could like, right? So sure. So that's what I'm basing. That's, I, that's my guess on, on the voting process, why it went as it did.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. I, I think that the thing that I'm finding interesting is, like, so, you know, there are tons of dietary restrictions that people could have, right? Things like gluten intolerances and dairy problems and, you know, vegetarianism and veganism and things like that. But across the board, it seems like the people who voted in this uh survey to to nominate things, like there is plenty of each of those things like within this bracket. The I think the only things that are, you know, <laughs> completely vegan and also gluten-free I think the only thing there, and you could maybe even make a case about this, is, like, rice and, uh, you know, some kinds of soup. Everything else has at least one of those other ingredients. So in my mind, you know, soup and rice are the things that, like, are the most accessible in this tournament. But, like, also, I don't know, you could make a gluten-free sandwich. You could make a dairy-free sandwich. They're not necessarily going to be, you know, (laughs) good, but you can do it. Are hot dogs in this? They are not. They did not. Uh, did they get any nominations this year? I think they got a couple, but not enough.
1: Does that mean that you could that hot dogs are considered sandwiches in this? Because uh, shouldn't that also play a role in all this?
0: Yeah. So the way that I've been doing it is for any individual judge, I let them decide what the what the nomination means to them. So, like, if for you a hot dog is a sandwich and that makes a difference for you when it comes down to sandwiches versus soup, then absolutely you can consider a hot dog a sandwich. But I'm not making any, like, strong rulings one way or another.
1: You know what I mean? That's really, that's really interesting because, like, I don't think... Because I would consider it a sandwich and I don't think it'll have any bearing on how I feel about uh, the decisions I just made with you right now. Mm. But if you're letting it go from round to round and different people play into that, like, does that, would that matter? Like, what if someone doesn't consider a hot dog to be a sandwich, and because of that, they're just like, eh, sandwiches, and then they just make them lose. Otherwise, if they had thought, yeah, it's a sandwich, then it's like, oh, yeah, I like sandwiches, so I'm putting that through. I feel like this, and, and like, your bracket the way, I, I shouldn't be telling you how to do it, but just, as do, a Please do, please do, you know here sports. Here's <laughs> the thing, as a judge, if I was allowed to sit in the pre-bracket like meeting, which I'm sure they do for March Madness every year where Mm -hmm. everyone kind of sits in and they say, okay, this team should be number one because of whatever. This team should be number four because of whatever. I would be that person asking uh, whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. And I would say that, hey, that should be dictated beforehand and I don't think you should leave it to other people to decide because (laughs) if you have it that way, then Anybody's interpretation of sandwich could play a role in it getting butted out or whatever. Like, if I was sandwich, mm-hmm. I if I was a, if sandwich was an actual team, I'd be going to the committee being like, hey, you know, sandwich is a hot dog. A hot dog is a sandwich. Like, you need to consider that because that is going to increase my chances, or maybe decrease. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, of of making the tournament at least like that needs to be rectified. And I thought sure. about this way too long <laughs> in the course of this episode.
0: So here's here's my thinking on it and here's why I've been doing it the way that I've been doing it. So I hear what you're mm-hmm. saying. My thinking is with a tournament like this, if we were if we were to make everything really really rigid, if we were to make every individual contestant, competitor, whatever you want to call it, have an extremely fixed definition of what that thing would be like if we want to say you know make a ruling about what all constitutes a sandwich what all constitutes a soup etc cetera, etc cetera, it would get us to a place where then we'd be asking ourselves okay well ramen and soup are both nominees here and Ooh. you could argue that ramen is a soup right so then do we have to get rid of ramen and mix it into soup or do they go up against each other but then soup automatically wins by virtue of containing ramen so I don't like the idea of having to make strong statements about that as a like person running the tournament, just because I think that one, it changes, you know, potentially a lot of the matchups in the bracket in terms of like who the nominees can be. And two, I think that, The nice thing about real sports, like you were saying, right, you can have teams who go low seeding because they had like a few bad games in a row, but then really, really pick it up before the actual tournament starts. And then they could take it all the way to the championship. And just like the seeding, you know, determines the matchups and determines like, you know, statistically, there's a decent chance that a bad team will lose to a good team. Just like that. I want this to be a tournament with a whole lot of variables that makes it really hard to actually know in any given round who's going to win. And I think that leaving it up to the judges to decide what their own interpretation of the things they're voting on is
1: is really key to that. Um, something that just came into my mind during your answer: uh, What if someone likes to, to your point about ramen and soup? Sure. What if someone necessarily particular? What if someone doesn't necessarily like soup, but they like ramen? Sure. So that's, that's a good. It's a good point to not necessarily put all those different things together. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. And and so I think that, like, while I, I totally agree that, like, you know, there can be a certain amount of, like, you know, and maybe, maybe what this just comes down to is that I, as the host, should always be ready to, like, tell my judges, like, for purposes of this, like, think about, you know, sandwiches broadly, as broadly as you want to, right? And I think that I do make sure that, like... I've been saying in each episode at some point this, but maybe I need to say it to people before they come on as a judge so that they're thinking about it beforehand. Um, But just saying, you know, what I have said to you, which is, you know, sandwiches can mean whatever sandwiches means to you. Think about it as broadly or as narrowly as you want to, because I'm more interested in your, you know, definition of it than in mine.
1: Okay. All right. Alright, I, yeah. I, you know, I, at least it was fun to poke through that loophole for Absolutely. a Absolutely. I was just trying to think <laughs> about that. I don't know. I mean, you know, just, it's a bracket. It's about food. Yeah. I am allowed love be- it fun and and go deep on things if I want to
0: absolutely no that's it I I love this because I I feel like with each person who phones in we're having these conversations a little bit as well after hearing their votes and so I'm getting to sort of get the after show part where we like talk about like okay well like does you know does this ref's ruling make sense but I'm doing it with the people who are making the rulings I don't know it 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 feels nerdy to me in a way that that I really appreciate
1: (laughs) that's fine that's fine man Like i just think this is a cool idea i'm just glad i was able to to, to bring in my food takes yeah, i'm really excited to see who's gonna win this thing me too
0: can i tell you who uh who all is still in it if you want to like make your wild prediction sure. Sure. okay so at please this do. point please do the winners of last week are pasta and rice so they're both going forward okay then obviously mm-hmm. we've got all the ones from today garlic
1: okay
0: fish ramen dumplings Pie, Ooh. chicken, pizza, and mac and cheese.
1: I I kind of just say something about dumplings. Yeah. For years, as a as a kid growing up in a Caribbean household, uh, whenever I heard dumplings, uh, I know them as as we say, uh, or at least Jamaican people say, it, dumpling, which is basically like how can I put this? Like it's like a bread, not breaded. It's it's kind of like it's bread essentially. It's, it's but almost it's like, more like uh, a matzo ball, right? I don't know if I'd call it a matzo ball I don't think it's like that but like basically I, I, you're basically just like fried bread you know and you're putting like ackee and saltfish inside sure. and it took me years to realize like oh shit there's like dumplings which is <laughs> very different from what we call dumpling. which is funny that these two like that their names are very similar but they're like two different foods yeah it's, it's hilarious to me so well, like i and, mean dumplings and, I, I figure what you mean but like it's funny
0: no and, and you know what if you were voting in the round that has dumplings in it i would invite you to like consider that to be both you know gyoza the sort of japanese dumpling that we think of by default and also you know like a chicken and dumplings kind of dumpling like i, I think chicken that and dumplings. i don't know i've seen that on the food network
1: <laughs> Chicken and dumplings. What is that?
0: I don't know. Chicken and dumplings. Chicken and what dumplings. Is that?
1: See, that's the one that I've... I was thinking of. Anyway. No, I was I was thinking of something completely different. Not that. <laughs> I was thinking of like like look up ackee and saltfish, fam. Look at look at those things and and dumplings and double well, dumpling, as we say. You'll see what I mean. Like socks, uh, saltfish, ackee, and fried dumpling. Like Ooh. that's 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 it. That's yeah, what I okay. think. Of hell that's, yeah that's what i grew up that's what i grew up on for like almost every weekend until like i was like 16 <laughs> this is amazing like anyway. see,
0: see this is what i mean right that like there are so many different kinds of dumplings like uh my my co-host on here matt cole was saying that like for him dumplings also includes pierogies right and like as someone who grew up in pennsylvania he ate a shitload of pierogies growing up and like yeah if if, if pierogies for you are dumpling then like
1: awesome that include that counts too you know that's really interesting. Like, I, I was, I just was always, conf- I was like, not confused, but I was just like, hmm, so this is a dumpling, <laughs> but this is not at all what I've known to be as that. Plus, you guys are saying it weird, like, dumpling is dumpling. Like, that's <laughs> how I feel about plantain, too. Like, like I, I don't know if you have plant, or as we, as we call, as some of y'all say, plantain. Plantains. Chips or plantain or whatever. Like, I say plantain. Like, that's not, that's not how I say it. I realize that, like, you know, coming up in a household that is half Jamaican and half Trinian has completely uh, affected how I view certain foods and how I say some of them and now that I've gotten older and I've experienced some more foods from different households and different backgrounds I still hold on to those traditions uh, as a way of, of keeping I mean you know honoring them and not necessarily just being like you know folding to the other side like could you imagine if I came home to my folks one day it's just like guys it's plantain." okay i'm tired of plantain are you kidding me like hell no it would not stand for that Absolutely <laughs> no. anyway, well, yeah. not I to think, go on not to go on tangents
0: no i i love tangents and i think that that is part of the beauty of food you know part of the beauty of food is that it is something that connects cultures it's also something that kind of acts as a shibboleth between cultures right where you're like every culture has its own things that it calls things and like also sometimes they have things that they call one thing that another culture has a name that's the same as that but it's a different thing and there's like there's a real beauty to that because it encourages that sort of intercultural sharing and like you know what I mean like it like if uh, I'm trying to think of any other example than what you just said But, you know, yeah, if, if, you know, you're having, if someone invites you for Chinese dumplings and you like go out with them expecting, you know, dumpling and then you get there and you're like, what is happening here? What are these steamer baskets? That's a really cool opportunity to like share that, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, at that point, if someone, I guess like context is key here. Like if I'm going to like a, like a dumplings place, like downtown, like I, I go, I have learned to go in with the expectation that it's likely going to be, um, I guess the dumplings of an Asian variety, and sure. not what I'm used to from the Caribbean. I guess context is everything. I, it like, like if you, like if if you were telling me like, yo, let's go out and get dumplings, and then you, you, tef, like you or Teffer or whatever, you guys, y'all came out with like, like fried. We also call it bake too, fried bake. Like okay. if you guys came out with that and like some selfish I'd be like. What? Because <laughs> I wouldn't expect that. Because I wouldn't expect that. Sure. I was like, did y'all did y'all order this or did y'all make it? And, it, and it, maybe one of y'all might be like, oh, we made it. It's like, mm, okay, let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. But no, man, it's uh, it's really fun to see what uh, different foods mean to people, and I'm very glad that uh, you now know um, my inner struggle of figuring out dumpling and dumpling. Uh, which has uh, been on my mind for about 26 years. You know, Julian, we all have our cross to bear. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to wrap things up now. Do you have anything you want to plug before before I let you go?
1: Listen to the 100th episode of the Scrum Podcast. Uh, Tom is on it. And, Tom, uh, I just want to say I really appreciate the fact that you were on that episode. It was really cool to see you talk with uh, Kevin Laramie, our <laughs> producer for that show. And, and uh, also, uh, check out uh, the Water Boys podcast. Uh, this podcast I'm co hosting with Frank Pavan as part of the Watch Mojo Network. Uh, we have some really cool episodes uh, up there, some great guests that have been on there. Be sure to check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, don't ask me if you see me in the street and you ask you what the weather is i don't have to tell you what it is anymore so sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right julian has gone from weatherman to water boy don't ask him about <laughs> the weather anymore
1: <laughs> i like that thanks for doing this thomas i appreciate you uh, appreciate the Alpha network appreciate teffer appreciate uh, all the children as well i hope you're doing all right same to you take care take care take care
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Bud vs. Sid, a new project by improvisers Josh Budman and Sydney Rock. Bud vs. Sid is a friendly drawing challenge where every Wednesday morning, they take turns drawing characters to cancel or one-up one another. If you're into fun, friendly competition and wacky improv challenges, check out Bud vs. Sid on Facebook and Instagram at Bud vs. Sid and get new posts every Wednesday at 11 a.m. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review I get during the month of March, I'll be donating $2 to The Depot, my local food bank here in Montreal. They can turn every $1 into $3, which means your free rating and review does $6 of good for a family in need. You can read up on everything The Depot is doing at the link in the description below. I also wanted to remind you that our network is in the middle of a massive fundraising campaign right now over on Indiegogo. At the time of recording, we've raised just over $3,200, which is amazing. We have surpassed our original goal, and now we can move on to our first stretch goal, where, if we can raise a total of $5,000, we'll be able to donate full recording setups to two local youth centers here in my neighborhood of NDG. I'm very excited to be able to tell you that we're partnering with the Walkley Center and the St. Raymond Center, two fantastic community organizations to help them create space for the young people in our area to make their voices heard. It's been a dream of mine for a long time to find ways to give back to my community by podcasting, and it feels amazing to have finally found a concrete way to do that. But I can't do that without your help. So if you've got even a buck to spare, hit the Indiegogo link in the description of this episode to donate. Help us reach our $5,000 goal. There's a lot of awesome perks in it for you as well. And if money's tight and you can't afford to support us financially, I completely understand that. But there's also ways to help out for free. You can share the campaign link with your friends. And we actually have a really great referral contest going on where you can get over $200 worth of perks just by getting your friends to donate on your behalf. And uh, (laughs) full disclosure at the time of this recording, not a lot of people have taken advantage of that referral contest yet. So, like, I think that the number to beat right now is two. You get two referrals or more, and you will currently be in the lead, which means you really just have to convince two of your friends to donate to our campaign, and you will win a bunch of perks. That's that's really not that difficult. If you want information about how to get set up with a referral link, please don't hesitate to reach out to me any of the ways that you know how. Help us make podcasting awesome and accessible in our neighborhood for years to come at Indiegogo. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, so the next person coming in to vote on this week's episode of Up for Discussion Munch Madness 2021 is my sort of co-host Matt Cole, who you have definitely heard if you've listened to the show at all. He is uh, co-hosting the Tournament of Champions bonus series with me. Uh, You can also hear him over on Debate This and The Plus is Loose and not on Left Trigger, Right Trigger. Hi Matt, how you doing?
1: (laughs) I'm better now that I'm here.
0: I feel that.
1: I'm excited to argue about food like it matters.
0: Yes, let's do it. So I'm staying as neutral as humanly possible during the voting uh, until after you've told me who you're voting for, and then I'll get unneutral, because <laughs> I don't want to influence you at all, you know?
1: Yeah, that's I respect that.
0: Sweet. So first and foremost, we've got our third matchup here in the first round, which is fourth seed sandwiches versus 13th seed soup. Matt, what do you got? Team sandwiches all the way! Ooh! why tell me why
1: because uh, i don't like soup because i don't like savory liquid um savory things should be solid sweet things should be liquid not a fan of savory liquid soup bad sandwich good
0: fair enough i can't say that i like totally agree <laughs> like i do like soup but i think that if it were up to me i would also choose sandwiches over soup just like in terms of like Versatility in terms of which one I want more often. I think my issue, and this is something that maybe I need to work on, but my reasoning is I more often than not like to be able to eat food, that, like if I have to pick it up and go, I can. And you just can't do that with soup.
1: It's true. Unless you're like a soup and a can person, which again, I'm not a soup person, let alone a soup and a can person. Right. Um, but unless, okay, Tom, is applesauce a soup? No, I like applesauce.
0: Well, you know, if, if, if we're ascribing to the soup-salad-sandwich theory, whereby every food is one of those three things, then applesauce is a soup. But I think that that's the only context where applesauce is a soup.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't change my answer. I'm still heavily pro-sandwich. I sure. think that sandwiches just have more options. And I get mm. that you can do soup of, like, any flavor. But at the end of the day, soup is soup there's not a lot of like texture variance. there's not a lot of I don't know there's just no joy for me in soup I can't <laughs> give other examples because I don't like soup enough sure. um to to use a lot of words to defend my opinions but um <laughs> I, find that,
0: I find that really interesting because I think like I think you're wrong about soup not having a lot of textural variations because like just off the bat, like you, you know, a standard soup, soup, you know, chicken noodle soup, for instance, is like I think what a lot of people think of as the default. Like, yeah, it's mostly broth, but then there's some like chunks, right, floaty chunks. With soup, yeah. you you tend to have either broth with floaty chunks or something thicker and like pureed. And right there, you've got textural differences.
1: What's the difference between
0: those two textures? Uh, you're you're telling me that there's no difference between water and puree. <laughs>
1: I th- that's exactly what I'm telling you. A difference in viscosity is not a difference in texture.
0: Ooh, interesting. Okay, interesting Optum take.
1: HO. I am Enso H O. <laughs> that was a terrible. I would like to strike that acronym from the record. Edit. I feel point. bad about what I did there. <laughs> but and maybe okay. So maybe by the classical definition, I'm wrong. But personally. In, in my own mouthfeel, I don't think that viscosity is a difference in texture. Sure. Unless it's super extreme, mm. you know? Like, I'm not going to argue with you that, like, Velveeta cheese and water are the same texture. They're not. Right. But, like, tomato bisque and chicken noodle soup, same texture.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah, I guess by virtue of not being like, like Velveeta is sticky as opposed to soup that is still primarily liquid. Okay, I, see, I, I think I see your point.
1: Yeah, so yeah. okay, here I'm going to get science but it's uh, viscosity does not change the texture of food unless one of those food foods has a high concentration of covalent bonds. Okay. Um, these are words that I have not used in 15 years, so I do not know if they're right, but I think they are. If something is runny, but you can, like, pick it up and more of it comes with it, mm. I think that is a covalent bond. I don't know. <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> you know what? I don't know or care enough about science to uh, to disagree with you, so I'm just going to let you have it. There it is. Yeah, there it is. All right, so you're you're voting sandwiches in the uh, the first matchup. Let's go to the next matchup. the uh, the fourth matchup in our first round of Munch Madness 2021 is fifth seed cheese against twelfth seed sushi. Matt, what do you got?
1: Cheese, cheese, cheese. I want cheese. I vote for cheese. Oh yeah? Do you? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how come? I don't like sushi like at all. Uh, straight up. But that being said, to be like, to to step back and be, I don't know, not biased on my own taste buds, I think that cheese is just the superior food to sushi. Uh, and I, I think it's almost a little bit unfair because while I acknowledge that sushi is a food group and there are lots of types of sushi, I think that cheese is more of an ingredient and it's an ingredient that can be eaten as its own food. And I often eat it as its own food, but there are way more options of cheese. There are way more things to do with cheese. Um, cheese is better raw. Mm. I think, I think perhaps by huh. definition, again, I don't know a lot about sushi, but I don't mm. think that you can really cook most sushi and cheese can be eaten raw or cooked. So I think it's just better.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I was about to say that like, cheese is better raw feels like a redundant statement when talking about sushi because sushi is also raw but but I see what you're saying cheese is good both raw and cooked whereas sushi not both
1: yeah right yeah. like nobody's gonna take a California roll and bake it um
0: <laughs> you've heard of baked Alaska now get ready for it
1: <laughs> oh no that's upsetting um Although I would watch a drag queen named Bake California roll that's pretty good um, I have an but... announcement
0: to make later in the show
1: <laughs> takes notes um, how about yeah, a, thats how about a oh, drag
0: king named Jake Alaska
1: That's not bad that's
0: not bad that's something yeah
1: um, where I went to college uh, my my college did a drag show every semester mm. and one of the like long-term queens from my college, Ah, uh, drag name was Shalita Buffet, which is the best. That's real good. Like just the best drag name. That is a very good drag name. I don't know how we got from sushi and cheese to drag queens, but cheese is still superior to sushi. Eight out of ten drag queens agree. All right.
0: Well, I uh, I cannot and will not tell you the results of either of the matchups that you voted on today. You'll have to wait and find out. <laughs> when the episode comes out but thank you so much for phoning in to vote between sandwiches and soup and cheese and sushi i look forward to seeing what happens in the uh in the quarterfinals
1: i also look forward to it i look forward to the episode i look forward to watching both sandwiches and cheese rise to superiority in this bracket because i believe that they are both the best and i will continue to acknowledge this bracket as legitimate until both of those options are knocked out, at which point mm. this competition no longer matters to me.
0: Now, uh, I I've already had the the other half of this episode recorded. My my first guest phoned in already, so you're the second part. And I asked him a question that I'm gonna ask you as well, and that question is if your two that you voted for, so if sandwiches and cheese make it into the quarterfinal, they're actually gonna be going up against each other. Okay the way cool. that this is laid out. So what would you what would be your
1: pick at that point between the two cheese no doubt yeah over sandwiches yeah obviously because like every sandwich is improved by cheese sure oh, like almost almost exclusively there are very few sandwiches that i don't want to have some type of cheese on them hmm. i cannot think of any sandwiches off the top of my head that i eat regularly and i don't want to have cheese on shrimp po boys Okay, shrimp po' boys is the example, but in general, <laughs> most sandwiches still better with cheese. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I, I was going to say, like, I don't think that I can think of a single sandwich that I wouldn't want cheese on. Um, and in fairness, I've never had a po' boy, so.
1: Yeah, and, like, I wouldn't say no to a cheesy po' boy. Um, it just doesn't need it the way most sandwiches do. But, like, most sandwiches without cheese are are lacking. and It's a core ingredient. Right. It's like bread, cheese, some other stuff, bread. That's how you make a sandwich. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> cheese is the first thing. What about a peanut butter sandwich? Would you put cheese on a peanut butter sandwich?
1: Um, I wouldn't eat a peanut butter sandwich because I don't like peanut butter. Okay. Fair enough. But okay. So like, y- yeah, you got me there. Peanut butter and jelly and peanut butter and banana don't really need cheese. Although, yeah, I mean, I I put cheese on both of those. Can I tell you a secret, Matt? Yeah, hit me.
0: I did that yesterday. On which one? Uh, peanut butter and Nutella, in fact.
1: So peanut butter and Nutella and cheese? Yep. What cheese?
0: Uh, okay. Was, was I it bought...
1: Gruyere? Because like, in my Oof. head, Gruyere goes the Oof. best with peanut butter and jelly.
0: Oof. Uh, okay. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really super duper wish. Uh, no. So I... Um, I took Toby to the grocery store yesterday and uh, he's reached the stage now where instead of, you know, politely walking next to me at the grocery store and being well behaved, he's like, I'm going to explore everything and we're in a pandemic. So he can't do that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it means that like grocery shopping with him is fraught. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I have to like grab him every like 10 seconds and keep him close to me. And, uh, I, uh, wasn't able to really focus as much as I usually do when buying cheese. So I just walked up to the cheese refrigerator and saw what was on sale and looked at the, you know, four or five options for ones that were on sale. And, uh, the only one that wasn't like a, like a half fat nonsense that I wasn't interested in or mozzarella that like, I like mozzarella in specific contexts, but not for my like breakfast toast was Uh a cheese called brick cheese. Do you have that where you are?
1: Okay. So I was going to ask the question after this, if you had American cheese in Canada and if so, what it was called. Mm-hmm. But with you saying brick cheese, that to me sounds like Velveeta or like craft. like brick cheese sounds like a form of American cheese.
0: You know, it's interesting because I, I looked up brick cheese on Wikipedia and Brick Cheese on Wikipedia is a cheese from Wisconsin made in a brick-shaped form. Color ranges from pale yellow to white. Sweet and mild flavor. Medium soft cheese. I, uh, I don't know that it's the same thing as what I purchased yesterday. Because what I purchased yesterday has almost the, like... It's bad. It's not. It's not a good cheese. I hate it. I think it's the worst cheese. It is somewhere between mozzarella and cheddar. It has that's, none of the best parts of either.
1: Uh, that's a bummer, because that's what I'm reading. Um, brick cheese was originally produced in Wisconsin beginning in 1877, and the cheesemaking process was derived from white American cheddar that is cultured at a slightly higher temperature, which results in a marginally higher fat content and a slightly altered protein structure, um, which is weird. I It does look kind of like wet cheddar, like a mozzarella e cheddar, yeah. And I like cheddar. I also don't love fresh mozzarella. Like I'm, mm. I'm kind of a heathen, but I prefer mozzarella to be shredded. So sure, eh. you
0: Yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm torn because I think like <laughs> my issue with the brick cheese is like it, it feels like it wants to be mozzarella, but it's too like it's almost got like a rubbery texture to it. And it's uh. real unpleasant. Like, it's it's a cheese that when you bite into it raw, it squeaks a little.
1: Ooh, I don't like that.
0: Yeah, right? I hate it, but it's the cheese I have, so it's the cheese I'm going to eat for the next few days. But, like, man, oh, man. <laughs> I gave a piece to Toby this morning, because he always looks at me when I'm making my breakfast toast, and he's like, some cheese? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And I cut him a piece of cheese, and he looked at it and went, yuck, and <laughs> threw it on the ground. <laughs> And I can't say I disagreed.
1: Yeah, I, that's not the cheese I would choose to put on uh, peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and Nutella. But I will say that there was a time in my life, uh, and it was my senior year of college, which is barely a time in my life, but it was a time in my life that I was really into sandwiches that were like Black Forest ham and jelly. Okay. um, Okay. Which is... It's admittedly an upsetting combo, but ham and grape jelly kind of rules. Ooh, and okay. I snuck some American cheese on that more than once. So replacing replacing the ham for peanut butter, I feel like it still goes. <laughs> the
0: The thing about a peanut butter and cheese sandwich is that it's not great, but it's definitely filling. Like it, it's kind of just like a a like fatty like protein bomb
1: yeah i mean let's call it what it is like that's a poverty sandwich yeah like i spent a lot of years of my life eating effectively that same meal just not in that makeup <laughs> sure um but yeah there. i mean there was a long time in my life where my pantry consisted of peanut butter and bread and rice and beans and my fridge had milk and cheese right. and ketchup and uh, I just put those things together in different orders depending on what day of the week it was. Sure, yeah. So
0: like a yeah, trifle I would get down with that. <laughs> one, Yeah, one yeah. layer at a time in a bowl and just scoop it up. Oh, <laughs> you gotta break a through the cheese if you later. will. Oh no! God.
1: No, the cheese is the base.
0: Oh. <laughs> By the time you get to it, it's, like, soaked everything up. All right, this is gross.
1: Um, If you want to talk about one other gross thing real quick, I can tell you what my favorite sandwich growing up was. Please do. So for a long time uh, as a kid, my, like, favorite sandwich was just a straight-up cheese sandwich, which in my family was American cheese, mayo or Miracle Whip, typically Miracle Whip, um, and white bread, and that was it. And then somewhere along the way... Uh, you know, my typical, like, little kid lunch was cheese sandwich and Trix yogurt. And somewhere, uh, my brain was like, if you eat them separately in the same meal and it's good, you can probably put them together and it's still good. And so, f- for years, I would eat cheese sandwiches with Trix yogurt on them or in them. So american cheese miracle whip tricks yogurt on white bread oh god
0: so i had forgotten about tricks yogurt i don't know that we had specifically tricks yogurt in canada but i'm looking at this product and we had this product it might have just been like a different name and uh
1: tricks Litri.
0: yeah it was a uh, tricks yogurt and uh <laughs> oh my god i can i can taste this i can feel this
1: and i uh <sighs> you gotta get the strawberry banana and you gotta mix it together um, oh, I'm googling flavors of Trix yogurt. Oh god! Um, but there, there were two that I really liked, and it was strawberry banana and this blue and purple one. What flavor are you? Um, oh, that's
0: the bisexual. Weapon.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it's oh, every every. <laughs> this is a cursed sentence that I'm about to say, Do but it. every sexuality's flag is derived from Trix yogurt. Um, <laughs>
0: And on that note, Matt, do you have anything you want to plug before I let you go?
1: Listen to my podcast if you want more of this energy. <laughs> uh, we are <laughs> at Debate This Cast on all social media and Debate This wherever you get your your podcasts injected into your brain holes. Uh, you can also check out our other podcast, which is a watch along podcast for the Marvel Disney Plus shows. It's called The Ploose is Loose, also available at your podcast injection sites. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I'll talk to you in like three days when we (laughs) review the next episode of Tournament of Champions.
1: Looking forward to it, Tom.
0: (laughs) Okay, so of course, we know now that in our first matchup, Sandwiches has beaten Soup by a unanimous vote, which means that our fourth seed is moving on to the quarterfinals, and our hot wet buddy is heading home to dry off and cool down. But our second matchup, Cheese versus Sushi, is currently tied at one vote apiece. So it's time to bring in a surprise tiebreaker judge. Let's see who we've got on the line. Wait. They're, they're not on the line. They're, they're in studio with me? During COVID? Is that, is that even legal? Right, they live here. Okay, great. Cool. So I have brought in one of the co-hosts, the host and producer, in fact, of the Yeah podcast, one of our sister shows here on the Upford Network, who is also my love and partner and a wonderful human being, Tefer Jamian, Tefer.
2: Well, hi, Tom. It's nice to be here.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time since we've been on mic together.
2: It's been a long time. It's been a long time.
0: It's only because Toby is napping right now that we can get away with this.
2: And he's not going to nap for very much longer.
0: No. So cast a tie-breaking vote for us. Cheese or sushi?
2: Well, this is a hard one because I don't eat either of these things right now. (laughs) Um, I'm not a big sushi fan, so I feel like this is a little bit biased. That's
0: okay. Everybody's biased.
2: But I also don't eat cheese right now (laughs) because I can't eat dairy. But all in all, I'm going to go with cheese. Okay. I think it's more versatile. I think you can use it in more ways. You can't really whisk sushi into a sauce for your noodles.
0: Yeah. No. So
2: ultimately, I got to go with sushi.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, thank you for casting that tiebreaking vote. Do you want to plug anything while you're here?
2: You should listen to my podcast. It's called the Yeah Podcast. We review young adult lit and um, we get real thirsty. And last episode, we talked about John Ham. I would vote for John Ham over cheese.
0: Duly noted. I'll make sure he makes it into next year's bracket.
2: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: so that settles in. Moving into the quarterfinals, we've got sandwiches and cheese. Do you have predictions about who's going to go forward beyond that? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at downwithtalking or at Tom's If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash up for discussion to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendalyn Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Erica, Chantal, and David. My patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. So go check that out at patreon.com slash up for discussion. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic, and of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and by sharing this episode with a friend. I'll remind you again that we have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now, and you can hit the link in the description of this episode to find out more about that and figure out how to donate. And of course, our theme music is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Flam. You can find links to support both of them in the description of this episode, as well as links to The Scrum, Debate This, The Ploose is Loose the water boys and the yeah podcast last but not least the show is produced and edited by me tom as part of the upford network you can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com see you next week for matchups five and six of munch madness 2021 garlic versus fish and ramen versus dumplings
1: Hello, my name is Stefan, and please join me every week for my podcast, Some Good Friends, a show where I talk to some good friends of mine. Previous guests have included a Reiki healer, the heir to the Redenbacher popcorn throne, the person definitely not responsible for the murder hornet outbreak, and Jack Nicholson. Comes out Mondays early in the morning. Check it out, you might laugh. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts.